Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, it's a beautiful Monday evening here in Blackford, Idaho. I've got David Finch, and I'm Chad, and I've got we've got a guest speaker, Tom Mitchell, my dad, Tom Mitchell, and uh, you'll find out why he's here here in a minute. But uh, we want to welcome everyone to the podcast. If you have uh, any, if you guys want to uh, send, if you have any questions, any. Um, Comments. Uh, comments on what we discussed this evening. Um, you're, we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook, and you can send us a message there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Really, any any question you have. Also, we, we like inviting you to our services that we have here in Blackfoot at the Blackfoot Church of Christ. We'd love to have you. I'd love to see you. Um, we have our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for classes and 11 a.m. for worship. And then also Wednesday evening, we have Bible study at 7.30 on Wednesday evening. We'd love to see you, right, David? Absolutely. And so welcome, Tom. Thank you. Good to be here. So uh, this Sunday um, was our fifth Sunday of the week, and the men here in Blackfoot um, have given the opportunity for uh, someone else besides Brother David here to bring a lesson and uh, kind of give him a break on the fifth Sunday and also allow... The men to present and so that's why Tom's here to present um, he gave us a good lesson on miracles and so today we're gonna kind of go through his lesson and uh, he actually did a, a, a great job um, feeding us a bunch of information in a short period of time I don't know how he did it because I think there's about 10 slides here <laughs> there's 13 <laughs> 13 slides and so we we were discussing before we come on here that uh, we'd probably be here for about four hours if we did like we usually do, and so we may have two podcasts here on this topic. But it's one of the um, big questions that Christians have today, and that is, do miracles happen today? And you know, we even ourselves use the term miracles whenever we're talking about something, probably in a way that we shouldn't, because. Uh, you know, and we discussed that, and so um, we're going to kind of discuss um, that. And so, I um, do you want to say anything on how your lesson started? Well, yeah, I, I could probably bring up a few things just uh, uh, along the lines of what you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, one thing is, all of us, I think, ha may have a tendency. A lot of people uh, in the time in which we live. Uh, uh, use the word miracle quite freely. Yeah, and uh, and you know, for maybe any unusual happening, uh, oftentimes that 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 is something that is labeled a miracle, or things that are are purely coincidental are called miracles from time to time, mm -hmm. or some phenomenon that is not readily perceivable mm -hmm. does not mean that there is no natural explanation for it. So there's. There's a difference, mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes, and yet the the term miracle is is used when in reality it's really 
it may not be it may not be so what we want to try to do is define the word miracle according to how the how it's used in in the word of god yeah and we're going to point out some things and as we always as david and i have studied here throughout this whole um, podcast is you know we want to find out what god's word says about it Mm -hmm. and and that's what that's our total that's our one goal is to make sure we're doing what the bible says and following what the bible says and understanding the examples that we get from god's word and so we're going to look at quite a few of those um, passages and and discuss as we go along here so and tom i I think you brought out a really good point do you want to explain how god has a providential care versus miracles as as we see the miracles performed say by Christ in the New Testament. All right. Well, uh, first of all, I think uh, we can tell them what the meaning of the word miracle is. Uh, a, mir- yeah. a miracle is a demonstration of supernatural intervention, either directly upon a, an object or person or through some person or agent in which no natural force is responsible for the effect produced. And so that would be a, a, a definition of it. The thing that we have to pay attention to here in this definition is the difference between supernatural intervention and no natural, and, and no, uh, with uh, something that, uh, actually as opposed to natural force yeah laws of nature when, when we talk about the laws of nature we accept those things when in reality they are quite fabulous yeah uh, like the sun coming up the same time yeah, every day they can know, predict the sunrise mm-hmm. and yet that's really not known as as miracles mm-hmm. God put those in natural order that's mm-hmm. right and natural yeah. happenings and so we oftentimes we 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 uh, say things like, well, that, that's just Mother Nature working. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know, that, that's just a, a terminology we might use. Mm-hmm. But, but what is the, the true force of, of all this continuing on? Mm-hmm. We trust and, and our faith is that it is of God. But it's, a, it's, it's laws of nature. It's natural laws. Yeah. But miracles that we read about in the Bible are supernatural happenings. And, and when we think about uh, those supernatural happenings, we read, we read about them. We, yeah. can re- we can read about them. Well, one of my things that pops into my mind first is the, the, uh, the beggar at the gate when uh, Paul, was it? Peter. Or Peter grabbed his hand and said, take up your bed and walk. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's a guy who's been crippled his whole life. His legs were probably no bigger than toothpicks, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And all, and it says that they the the muscles formed like just like that and he got up and walked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh I don't know what what I I don't remember which example you used. Well, uh th- there's uh, let me just mention the the types of miracles that that we do have in the Bible. Yeah. Uh and and I think this is just a a a, a short uh numbering way there there are actually the the miracles of the new testament let's just talk about the miracles of the yeah. new testament okay uh, they were of five different classes okay yeah and so uh number one and, and these are not in any special order this is just the way that i have them in order to count the fact that there's five of them 
but there is power over nature, as in the stilling of the tempest. Mm -hmm. And we remember that. Absolutely. Uh, and Jesus, even at that time, Jesus walked on water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and another occasion, mm -hmm. he stilled the tempest. So that was power over nature. That's a miracle. Yeah. Power over disease, as in the healing of the blind man, sure. as, as you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not only did Jesus do that, but as you pointed out, Peter, Peter yeah. did that. And we see uh, the other apostles, even Paul, yeah. who, was, who became an apostle later. He was not even there at the, at the time of the Great Commission, at the yeah. end of the Gospels. And, and a, a third one might be, or a third one would be uh, power over demons. Yeah. As the occurrence with the herd of pigs, when mm -hmm. Jesus cast the, the demons out of the man, he, he had a legion of demons, and he cast them out of the man and, and, and caused them to enter into the pigs, and the pigs ran down the, yeah. the steep hillside down into the sea. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and I was going to stop you at here and, and talk about the one with Jesus when he healed the blind man. Mm -hmm. um, he spat on the ground in the mud mm -hmm. and made mud out of his spit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And put it on the man's eyes. Now, can you imagine the uproar we'd have right now with all this COVID <laughs> stuff going on? I had someone point that out to me, or I read something the other day about that. How it's like, look what Jesus did, you know? Right. Spat on the ground, made mud, put it on the guy's man's eyes, and, and made him not blind anymore. Mm -hmm. Just, I just wanted to point that out about that miracle. Yeah, and, and the amazing thing about that one if I'm not mistaken, maybe I've got it mixed up with another one that Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He was born blind. Right. I believe you're right. He was born blind. Yep. And do you remember when uh, he was trying to explain who had done it for him? Yeah. Jesus said, now you see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he'd never seen before. Never seen before. And so, yeah, that's a that's a miracle. Uh, that that's a, that's power over over disease. Well, I'm talking about yeah. not using medical things to to do to heal. Yeah, there was no natural. There was no right. medical anything. There, there's, right. That was just. It was supernatural. Supernatural. Was totally yeah. supernatural. Mm -hmm. There was no eye drops or you know anything like exactly. that. Exactly. So. And so then there's also the fourth one that I have listed here is power over material things, as in the feeding of the 5,000. Oh, yeah. You know, people try every way they can to get around that. Yeah. But Jesus performed a miracle. That's right. He had just a few loaves, a few fishes, and after he had fed 5,000, they gathered up the baskets, and there were 12 baskets of, yeah. of yeah. still food left <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. And then That's later the 4,000. Supernatural. And later the 4,000. Right. Power over material things. Yeah. Power over death, as in the raising of Lazarus. Yeah. And Dorcas. And if you remember, Lazarus was in the grave. He'd yeah. been dead yeah. for four days. His yeah. sister said, Lord, by now he's stinking. Yeah. 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 And he raised him. He raised him from the dead. And it, he was quite an attraction to mm -hmm. the Jews. They wanted, now they wanted to see Lazarus. Yeah. To kill him. To get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. Because that's how much they had developed a hate mm -hmm. for the one who actually came to save mm -hmm. us all. Yeah. Yeah. You so power over death. Yeah. You know, and as, as I preached through like uh, Matthew and John, I felt like a broken record. It's like, oh, Christ healed again. Christ yeah. cast out demons. You know, and it happened. It was almost like a, a normal thing in that day because of the miracles. Yeah. And which, you know, which um, today we don't see that. Mm -hmm. We don't see those miracles. Yeah. 
you know, we see God blessing us, His providential care. You know, He He blesses us with life. As as we see from Ananias and Sapphira that breath is a blessing from God. Mm. When when they lied to the Holy Spirit, what did God do? He just shut them down. They breathed their last, it says. I mean, and so we have his providential care. That That's what we see today, but we don't see the miracles that we see, the, yeah. the casting out of the demons and the healing the, the blind and the lame. I mean, all of that was... Yeah, and that... Had its time. Go yeah, ahead. and that... And that has um, that can kind of lead us into the purpose. Mm-hmm. Why did Jesus do this? You know, why did him and the apostles, and that what was the purpose of these miracles? Um, and it was to prove, you know, that um, he was the Christ. He was God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to move into that now, but it kind of kind of seems like that. We need to understand the the purpose of those miracles, you know. Well, Tom, you brought out Galatians three, five, and if you're listening in, please join yeah, turn us over in that. There. Turn over there, Galatians three, five. Yeah, there, there there's a few uh, passages that we could we could turn to. Do you want to read it, um, David? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and read that. Galatians 3, 5 says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Where, you know, it's in order for us to understand or believe that he is from God. We, we see that with Christ. That's why he performed the miracles. Then we also see it with the apostles after Christ's ascension. And the apostles had the miracles, the, the ability to lay on hands and perform these, the same miracles that Christ did. It was to prove that they were sent, or that they're speaking the words of God, not, their, not themselves. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not their words, it's the word of God that they're speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, another passage that I think would <clears throat> be beneficial for us uh, is in Hebrews chapter 2. Okay, mm-hmm. the book of Hebrews, uh, and so the, uh, we recognize that the book of Hebrews, we're not real sure who the author was or who the writer, who the inspired writer. He undoubtedly was inspired by the Holy Spirit uh, when he wrote Hebrews, but Hebrews was written to the Jews to convince them that that the law that was given to them through Moses had been uh, fulfilled by mm-hmm. the law of Christ. And yeah. so that's basically mm-hmm. the lesson that we get throughout the Hebrews. Well, what convinced them, what was there that would convince them that this new law was from heaven? Mm. It was miraculous power. Listen to what it says in, in the second chapter of Hebrews, uh, verses 3 and 4. How shall we escape if we ne- neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. And so that that talks about what David has just been mentioning, the mm-hmm. fact that Jesus performed miracles, and he and 
endowed the, his, his apostles as he sent them out to preach the gospel with miraculous power in order to prove the gospel. That was the purpose of those miracles, was to prove that this new covenant, the covenant of Christ, that yeah. had fulfilled the law of Moses. Mm -hmm. We live under the covenant of Christ to this very day. Yeah. And so we know that that miraculous power confirmed his word yeah. that we have, the Bible. And, and so the, the signs that are spoken of in this passage, which represents God's design yeah. of miracles. Yeah. And, uh, and, th and those miracles produced wonders, supernatural acts, causing amazement from the witnesses of them. Yeah. Wonders in this text re represents the nature of miracles. And so uh, all of these things would show to us what the purpose of those miracles was. Well, yeah, it, it accomplished the healing of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that was a, a byproduct, you might say. Sure, the healing of people. Yeah. Now the healing we have today, I'm convinced, comes from God. Yeah. But it's providentially. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not miraculously, mm -hmm. and those are two words that we need to recognize mm -hmm. the the meaning of both of those words. Yeah. God has given us the knowledge, you know, as physicians or or whatever, to mm -hmm. understand the human body enough to have the right medication to to heal mm -hmm. but it's not a miraculous thing whereas in you know the the miracles that we see throughout the new testament with christ and the apostles we see them doing things that only god could do as as the creator creating the earth you know that's a miracle and bringing somebody from the dead and tom i think it was you who was talking about lazarus yeah. You know, he was dead for four days. Yeah. <laughs> four days. Yeah. And and his mom said, his body stinks. You ain't. Like, he was decomposing. Mm. And Christ brought him back. Only God could do that. Well, and you see today um, a lot of the things that do happen, you know, our bodies are amazing instruments, mm. yeah. you know. And the way that our bodies heals itself is... You know, we can't understand it. I mean, it's it's amazing, and it, it feels miraculous yeah. sometimes when the body, whether you think someone's going to die that night or whatever. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's, then they don't, it, but the body is so amazing to, you know. Absolutely. Do to that. Recover. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the, the important thing that, that I believe that, that we must grasp from the Word of God is the spirituality of it. Mm -hmm. uh, while, while this life is, is filled with numerous blessings from God, and we recognize the miracles of that day for, were for the purpose of confirming His Word mm -hmm. and allowing us to see the difference between His Word and mm -hmm. the words of men, uh, and I firmly believe that God's word is in its completed state, and uh, nothing. He, he he didn't leave anything out. God God was way too powerful for that. He mm -hmm. worked through men. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the message that the Bible gives us is that there's hope beyond this life, and Jesus laid out a plan of salvation that came from above, came from His Father in heaven. Uh, God God designed a plan of salvation for us. And we can learn of that 
plan of salvation in His Word, if we're careful yeah. and, and look at it and 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 are obedient to it. Yeah. And so while while His blessings do come to us in a process of time, our bodies will die. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I don't know if if I should even mention this, but. I know of three people this weekend from from Sunday until right about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I've heard of three elderly people passing away yeah. that I knew. Two of them, uh, two of them were like family. Mm-hmm. They were in their nineties. Yeah, we're all going to go at some point. Well, time. That, that was the point. Like they'll say a miracle, like your life was extended, basically. Because mm-hmm. guess what? We're all going there. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. all. We all have. We're not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. No one does. And so, yeah. The amazing thing about God's word is it gives us hope beyond the grave. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and 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 Jesus bringing Lazarus back to life again. Yeah, He didn't bring him back to to physical life forever. Mm-hmm. That's right. Lazarus would die again, mm-hmm. and he even states that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's provided for us, and what proves it to us is his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, talk about a miracle now. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we think about Jesus being crucified by that rebellious tribe of people, mm-hmm. that his, his people, his nation, his his forefathers That's right. and their descendants crucified Jesus. Yeah, sure, the Romans did it, but it was because of the Jews and their fight against the Lord. They were hoping that the Lord would come and establish a physical kingdom. Mm. He established a kingdom, but it was a spiritual kingdom. Yeah. And what proves that to us is the greatest miracle of all, and that was his death, he was buried mm-hmm. in, in the grave for three days and rose again mm-hmm. to never die again. That's and right. has promised that resurrection for all faithful people. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, along with that point, um, what's amazing is, you know, you mentioned earlier that um, Jesus came and fulfilled the gospel. Mm-hmm. What's amazing about his death, burial, and resurrection is that it was prophesied clear back in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it, 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 that is what made it be fulfilled, is because it was prophesied all along. And I know it took me forever to understand that as I grew up. And one day I was like, what? It talks about it in the Old Testament? And then, you know, it, it just hit me between the eyes one day. Hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, and, and so when you understand that it's an actual fulfillment, so it's nothing's really changed. He didn't come and bring something new, per, you know, he did, but he fulfilled the old. So mm-hmm. it was it was something that come along. It was prophesied, you know. And we talk about all the time how, um, you know, they predicted that they would cast lots for his clothes mm-hmm. when he was crucified. Yeah. How in the world could you predict that a thousand years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so those right there are faith builders for us, and and you know, there's just that whole. Um, and basically, it was a, a bunch of miracles together. What was it you said? Um, who was it saying? Was it you saying that on on his when he was crucified? Oh no, it was in class. My mom was bringing it up that on when he was crucified, there was a fulfillment of like thirty something 
Oh, 33. 33 prophecies in one day. In In one one day. day. You know, and we talked about that. And can you, I mean, can you, how in the world, what is the, what are the odds, you know? It's impossible. Exactly. It would be impossible outside of the power of God. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, just think about that. Um, And we're talking thousands of years between them. Mm-hmm. And they were fulfilled in one day. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that, and or even thought about it, but it makes sense um, because of all the prophecies in the Old Testament where it talks about Jesus. And not fulfilled through many different people. It was th- fulfilled through one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's the impossibility of it. Many different prophets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> through many different times. Yeah. And and so, you know, the question goes back to you know, Chad, what you were. We first said, do we have these miracles yeah. today? Yeah. You know, and you brought it up in your lesson. I think it's great to go to 1 Corinthians 13. Um, ah, the crux of the matter. Yeah, so let's turn over down. there. So, <laughs> okay, so you want to go there already? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's up to you. Well, I think we've pretty well established the fact that there were supernatural things then, and it's pretty obvious to me that there are not supernatural things today. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of what's called faith healers out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got to keep in mind that these miracles were for the purpose of proving the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the Word of God has been preserved by God. Yeah. People say, well, the Bible has changed. Who says it's changed? My faith is that it has not changed because God promised it. Mm -hmm. And when God makes a promise, he does not lie to us. Now, there's a lot of lies, I believe, that are being told in the religious world. I'm not afraid to say it because I think God recognized that there would be. He foretold that. That we've got to be careful. Mm -hmm. And and, and, to... Uh, it, it's so was, important. That we I don't remember if it was that. you or you, David. After I think it was after services, we were talking. Said, "What is the purpose of someone trying to do miracles today? Is it to prove God, or is it to gain a following?" Well, and that's the thing. And God be the judge. Mm-hmm. But you can't help but question it because these men are these individuals. I know it's been proven. They bring in lots and lots of money yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shame on them is sure. all I can say. Because yeah. my understanding of God's word does not allow for us to believe in miracles today. And 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 as David has pointed out, there are some passages in the Bible that will clarify that for us and 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 make it uh, uh, a lot clearer for us. And so let, let me just kind of go through a, a few things uh, to, to, to get us there. Uh, as we talk about uh, proving God's Word, I just want to mention that uh, maybe not everybody knows of the eras or the ages or the dispensations. A lot of times we call them dispensations. Uh, the patriarchal age was from the time of Adam and Eve until Moses. Mm-hmm. And so you've got, you've got the fathers of tribes or fathers of family, fathers of, of heritage, uh, they were the patriarchs. Mm-hmm. And God spoke directly to them. 
We, we have accounts in the Bible of God speaking directly to Abraham. Mm -hmm. And Abraham is, is well known in the Bible for his deep faith. And so the, the patriarchal age began with miracles, with the creation of the world and the things therein. The things God did in six days was truly miraculous. Yeah. Those are, those, it, it began in miracles. And, and those things now continue to function according to certain laws of nature, which God himself set in motion. The Mosaic age also began in miracles. Yeah. When, you, when you read in the book of Exodus, when God, uh, it starts out with, with Moses herding sheep, and he sees a burning bush, mm -hmm. and the bush is not consumed. From that point on, that was a miracle. Yeah. And God told him, take off his shoes for you on holy ground. And from that point, he spoke to, to Moses and, and convinced Moses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Moses was quite stubborn. God agreed to allow him to use his brother Aaron to speak for him because mm -hmm. Moses was was he claimed he couldn't couldn't speak well and that sort of thing. That and but the, look at the miracles that were done through God's miracles through Aaron, Moses, and Aaron mm -hmm. in in allowing the God's, God's people the plagues mm -hmm. that came upon Egypt because God chose mm -hmm. for His Israelite people the descendants of Abraham based upon the. The promise he made to Abraham, mm -hmm. he was going to protect his people, his Abraham's descendants. And so all those miracles that were performed there were supernatural miracles that we can read mm -hmm. about in God's Word. So it was introduced by miracles. Well, even so, the gospel era, which is the covenant of Christ that fulfilled the Mosaical Law, began with miracles. I think that plays a, a heavy heavy part for us in our understanding that the gospel age began with miracle mm -hmm. with miracles mm -hmm. that we read about in the bible the ones that we've been talking about in the new testament and and so that's the, that's the case well you got to think about these writers of the new testament now uh jesus gave his apostles the Great Commission that we read about at the end of the Gospels, mm -hmm. how he sent them out to, to preach the Gospel. But we've got to remember that uh, Jesus uh, didn't uh, bless his apostles with all that he wanted to, for them to know. Yeah. I can find my right I was thinking, there. you know, the Jesus starts with a miracle in the virgin birth. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's so, basically how the gospels start is is the birth of of Jesus. From from that point on, mm -hmm. uh, and, and let me just mention a few things. Uh, yeah, you make a good point. The, the gospel era began with miracles, and uh, and 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 so. Uh, e even when we think about some of the some of the miracles that were performed only once, and you just mentioned one, such as the virgin birth of Jesus, mm -hmm. the transfiguration, the resurrection of Jesus, uh, but miraculous occurrences continued for a period of time there in the New Testament and are recorded for us in the New Testament to convert confirm the covenant of Christ for us, uh, but. We must differentiate them from God's natural laws uh, that we that we have today. Uh, and so the miracles of Jesus accomplished the purpose for which they were intended. And uh, and here's 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 a a, a very important uh, uh, point. 
that I think needs to be made about Jesus and his apostles. While Jesus was physically on earth, he did not deliver all the truth to his apostles. And at that time, they were referred to as his, his disciples. Rather, he promised them that they would be sent the Holy Spirit to guide them into the things which he had to reveal, but which they could not yet bear. Now, here's where we read about it. It's in the Gospel of John. Okay, what is it? John what? John 16, 12 through 14. Okay, you can turn John there 16, with us. John 16, 12 through 14. Okay. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. What he means by that is they were not mature enough in their faith to really understand mm -hmm. all that he still needed to tell them. Verse 13 says, How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. And then uh, again, we find Jesus speaking in the Gospel of John in the 17th chapter, the next chapter. That entire chapter is the prayer that Jesus prayed to God mm -hmm. just prior to his arrest. Mm -hmm. and, and in the 18th verse of that chapter, he says, he's talking to God in his prayer. He says, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And so, since they were sent into the world with a divine commission, as Jesus had been sent into the world with a divine mission, even so, it was necessary that they have the means at their disposal for establishing the certainty of what they said. They would be guided into all truth, but truth must be confirmed and verified. There we go. And a good How, point to... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you go off. Go ahead. A good point to bring out is, who is he talking to when he says, I send them out into the world? He's talking Tony, to his apostles. Talking yeah. to his apostles. And, and so, keeping it into context is most important for you to understand the Word of God. Mm. You know, a lot of people read this and, yeah, that's to us. No, it, it's not to us. It was actually to his apostles for them to fulfill or complete the Word of God. Yes, and that's a very important point. Yeah. Uh, uh, David, uh, I, uh, th and th there is much confusion about that. Yeah. And I'm convinced that, that, that we must understand that mm. that's who he was talking to. He was not talking to me or you or anyone else that's alive that's right. now. He was talking to them. He's, he, he's going to send the Holy Spirit to guide them. Yeah. Why is that? Let, let's just use a little reasoning for a minute. Let's just pause right here and try to drive down a little peg. That's right. <laughs> and... And, and gain some understanding here. Yeah. Is there confusion in the religious world today? Mm, lots of confusion. Lots of confusion. A little bit. <laughs> lots of confusion. Yeah. But do you know what? If, if we will recognize what the Lord intended us to recognize, and that is His completed Word that is unchangeable. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know what? We can all agree on that. People say, oh, well, none of us can mm -hmm. ever agree on the Bible. Do you know what you're saying? Because God does not agree with you. Well, and, 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 and we've, we've brought this up in our podcast before, is um, if you, you're arguing with God, 
That's right. A lot of the times. You're not mm-hmm. arguing with me or David or you. They, they're, they're arguing with what's written for us. We have to be us. careful that we not belittle mm-hmm. our Holy Father in Heaven. Mm-hmm. If He intended to write His Word and make it unchangeable like He points out for us in a number of places mm. that his word does not change and it will last forever well and you can't you know like we were talking we brought up how hard it is it to get just three people to agree on something you know try to try to go to dinner i heard someone say um the way bring up politics and the right way (laughs) or, or a smart man a smart man um says um Guess where we're going to dinner tonight? To his wife and his wife, and whatever she says, say, "Yep, you guessed it." <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. You got Solved it. That one. So, um, anyways, that you know, it, but it's the same thing, like getting people um, to agree. And when we look at the Bible, it doesn't contradict itself. How could all those men write the same thing uh, without contradicting each other? And the reason is the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave them mm-hmm. to keep them all on the same page, you might mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And so that it all uh, correlates or all, you know, c- connects mm-hmm. together. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to go to exactly what you're saying, you know, again, it's not our word. Let's go to the Word of God. Second Peter okay. chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. So Second Peter chapter 1. Starting in verse 20, he says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's They didn't right speak there. their own words. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to go with what you're talking about, you put one person in a room and, and tries to write something like the Bible, all the, the, the do's and don'ts of, of anything... He's going to contradict himself. Mm-hmm. And that's one man. You know, how can 40 different people over a, a span of 1,600 years not contradict one another? Yeah. Only God can make sure that that would, ha- that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, when we, when we recognize that Jesus was talking to his apostles, that, that he had much more to tell them, but they were not able to bear it at that point in time. But he was going to send the Holy Spirit to guide them. The Spirit which guided them into all truth enabled them to produce the signs of an apostle. And I've got that in quotes in my notes here. Mm-hmm. The signs of an apostle. And I'll show you where I got it here in just a minute. Uh, one divinely sent is what an apostle is. Thus to the church in Corinth, Paul said... In 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, and verse 12. And the inspired writer says here, Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. This message was then in inspired men. Their miracles were their credentials, their proof of divine authority. Yeah. Uh, Jesus demonstrated his authority by his miraculous powers. Mm -hmm. He enabled his apostles to perform miraculous power, to show the authority that was given to them by the Lord himself. Uh, And in Mark, the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, 
uh, verse 16, verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Yeah. That has to do mm -hmm. with the miraculous powers he blessed them with. Uh, and so... What was the purpose of those supernatural signs? They were to confirm their word. Yeah. And their word is recorded for us in the Bible, and it's from heaven. There's another verse that you read, too, that I wrote down here, um, Romans 15, 18, and 19. Paul was backed by supernatural occurrences. Mm -hmm. You know, same thing. Mm -hmm. it, you know, so Paul is well, one of the apostles, and so those are, you yeah. know, the things that they used in order to... Yeah. Yeah, some people might question whether Paul was a true apostle, but he really was. Mm -hmm. He was selected by Jesus. He's, yeah. he's, he stated that he had seen the Lord. Yeah. And so the, the, we have a record of two individuals that were able to see the, see the Lord. <clears throat> well, where is the Lord? He's seated at yeah, God's right, right hand. Yeah. And Stephen saw him, and, and Saul of Tarsus saw him. And Saul, when he was uh, given a, a commission, just like the uh, other apostles were, he proved it by his miraculous power. I have a, I have a list of, of miracles that were done uh, by the apostle Paul, and they're recorded for us. And there's, uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six at least six, and more like about seven or eight, that are recorded for us, one of which he brought a person back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the Apostle Paul an apostle? Yes. Mm -hmm. What proved it? The miraculous power that he possessed. Well, That's right. It came from heaven. I think, too, something to point out, too, that I just thought of. Um, whenever Paul or any of the apostles were performing a miracle, they didn't take credit for it themselves. Right. They gave credit to who? God. Glory to, God. to God, the that's glory right. to God, mm -hmm. and so they, you know, and that that's important because you know, and and of course we see that throughout the Bible, you know, Elisha was, I get Elisha and Elijah mixed up. <laughs> we Who all was the, the one that, uh, that 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 did the sacrifices with the prophets of Baal, and and consumed the that was Elijah, Elijah the altar, you know. Um, and mocked them because they they couldn't get theirs lit. All you know? 450 of them. Yeah, they couldn't even do it. Yeah, and so you know, just um, but but he didn't give credit. He didn't take credit for it. That's right. What happened? Right. You know, and the fire came down. The Lord, he prayed to God, and the fire came down and consumed even the rocks that mm -hmm. turned to, to ash that, mm -hmm. that that were that were used to to do the sacrifice. But throughout all that, he gave the credit to God, and so. You know, and and that's exactly what the apostles did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a power that they was able to flaunt as their mm -hmm. look yeah. what I got, look what I got. You well, know? and you see the same thing with Peter in, in Acts ten and eleven when he goes to um, I forgot his name. I had it, and then what is it again? The, when the uh, he was a leader. And he he had a vision, but he wasn't he wasn't a Jew, a Samaritan. Oh man, I you can't know what think. I'm talking about. I don't know why I just spaced his name, uh, <laughs> but anyway, as, as Peter came to him, he bowed in front of Peter, and Peter says, "Get up! I'm a man like oh, you." Yeah. yeah, you know he he never wanted to be praised as someone greater than who he was. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we're... Oh, you're talking about Cornelius. Cornelius, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know why I, I forgot <laughs> his name, but... That's right, yeah, Cornelius was a Gentile. That's right. And that's and that, and that we see there that the, the apostles needed to learn a lesson there that, that God had accepted all people mm-hmm. of the earth, mm-hmm. not yeah. just the Jews. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. called, no one's left out. Mm-hmm. That's all right. mankind are mm-hmm. called. And then Galatians 1 with, with Paul, starting in verse 6, you know... As he's talking about it, I'm going to skip down to verse 8. Galatians 1, verse 8. Yeah. And this is Paul speaking about him and the other apostles. He says, But if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have already preached to you, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. And then he repeats himself in verse 9. And then in verse 10 he says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So, you know, these miracles that they did, it was to show that they're from God. It was, hey, we're messengers of God. And, this, and, good. And then, um, but if even if we speak out of turn where we speak something different than what we've already preached to you, let the apostles themselves be accursed. Yeah. Or an angel from heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, notice that for a minute, too. You can't just look past the, the yeah, fact that angel angels, from even if an angel from heaven give you another word, let him be accursed. If it contradicts what has already been written, and that's what's beautiful about it. When you look through the epistles, which is, you know, the the writings of the apostles, they never contradict what Christ said. They only expand on what Christ has taught. Yeah. And they never contradict it. It makes me think of, so since you stumped us, I'm going to try to stump you. No. <laughs> um, who was it? Who was the, the one that um, wanted to make money with the gifts that the, the apostles had? Simon. The Syrian? Simon. Yeah, yeah, Simon. The sorcerer, right? The Simon sorcerer, yeah. the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted the, he's like, I can make, yeah, yeah, I can saw, make a killing off of saw, this, yeah, you know? This is really, really, really good magic. Yeah, this is I want real, real stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And he wanted to pay. What, can, what is it, what is it going to cost me to get this? You know, yeah. can you give this to mm-hmm. me? And you remember what happened? He's like, get away from me, Satan, you know? And, and this, yeah, absolutely. And this brings out what Tom, you mentioned in your lesson, which is really important to understand. You know, when you see people claiming to have it today, who are they seeking to glorify? Are they seeking to glorify God or themselves? Are they profiting off of this? And if so, then you have to question whether they're from God or not. You know, if they claim to have the, the ability to perform miracles, and yeah, keeping they, in mind they, the miracles that they perform has, is nothing compared to what we see in the Bible, but even at that... Who are they seeking to please? Are they seeking to please man or God? Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and I, was re- as, I was reaching a point, and then I got sidetracked. But let me see if I can kind of finish my thought. When, when you think about uh, the fact that the, uh, I believe the Bible teaches that it is in, a, in its completed state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not missing anything. <clears throat> There's nothing that we have to add to it. And there's nothing that we can take away from it. So we have a standard. How blessed can we be to have such a thing given to us by our Holy Father in heaven? Something that is unchangeable. 
Mm. That's right. Unchangeable. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, well, but religion has to change. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's the problem that we have in this world. Mm -hmm. We have continual change, and it just gets worse and worse. Do you know the Bible speaks of Satan as being the prince of this world? Mm -hmm. How big a following does Satan have? Yeah, it's huge. When we think about the fact that if, if people... If people who claim to be preachers, people who, many who claim to be prophets today, mm -hmm. if they teach something contrary to this completed standard, mm -hmm. we had better turn away from them. Now, I'm not trying to be their judge, mm -hmm. for I know that God is a perfect judge, yeah. and he, he will take care of that. Mm -hmm. All the while, I've got to make sure that what I put my faith in is from heaven. And the Word of God is proven by those miraculous powers. Yeah. The miraculous record that we have is accurate, and it is true. And we can put our faith in it. Yeah. And, and, and we can go to our grave confident that the Lord will bless us with His promise that He made to all who are obedient and faithful to Him. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a big thing. The, 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 that's a great point because we all get accused of, well, you're just too strict, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why I've been trying to point out through, you know, I've pointed out for a long time is you're not arguing with me or any of us here. If you have a problem with what's written in the Bible, mm -hmm. you, you're arguing with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if we just keep uh, helping people understand that, that it's not what I say, it's what God says, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, you always talk about taking them back to the word. You know, and bringing them back to the word um, if there's a dispute. And thank goodness humans aren't the judge, you know, because. Oh, you don't want me to be judged. Humans are corrupt. Yeah. They can be paid off, whatever. We see our politicians and things get in trouble. They, you know, I, I think today one of the things I've seen um, the prime minister of. Uh, oh. What is it? The English. <laughs> what is it? What <laughs> country sure is I it? Can help you. The prime minister. Yeah. Anyways, he he got in trouble for he got busted for a drunken party that an alcohol laced party is what they called it, where he's mandated all these um, restrictions, oh, and they're really? not supposed to do this, and he got busted doing it. Mm -hmm. And we see these politicians that that get in trouble for. You know, all these things that they're, they're breaking the rules themselves. Like, all the rules are for you guys and it's set for me. Yeah. You know, and, and so we see all this corruption in our world today and, and you know, in our leaders and, and, if, and even sports, famous people, you know, they, they do things. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's no different in the religious realm. Yeah. You know, they're, they're corrupt. And, you know, going to what... Tom was talking about how they... Thank goodness they're not the ones yeah, judging us. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they they say things, and, and that reminds me of 1 Timothy 1, verse 7. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things that they affirm. That's the issue that we see in the world. You know, as Tom was talking about preachers getting up there and preaching their think so, and they have no idea what the Bible says about yeah. it. And that's why the Bible is always... The end all to every dispute. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you can't argue with it. Yeah, it's a you standard. can't argue with God. God said like it said. right here. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect standard. Boris, British. It's the British Prime Minister. No. Sorry. <laughs> Is it Boris? I think it's Boris. 
Anyways, you have to go look. Go Google the news story. It's today, out there today. So. Well, and to go to Tom was talking about, Jude 3, chapter 1. There's only one chapter in Jude, but mm-hmm. Jude 3, you know, as he's, he's writing, he says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which, understand this, which was once for all delivered to the saints. It was delivered once, it was delivered for all, and it was delivered for all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. In, in Romans chapter 10, mm-hmm. uh, verse 17, we're told that, so then faith cometh by hearing, yeah. and hearing by the word of God. Yeah, that's right. So the, we have the word of God. It's been confirmed by miraculous power. Mm-hmm. And in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the, the, the chapter that, that tells us of all there were many more, but it tells us of many who were approved of God because of their faith and how important faith is. And in verse 6, he's, the writer tells us, with, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Yeah. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's so right. we must have faith. Faith in what? The Word of God. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Yeah. It's so important. And we've brought up before, if, if someone comes to you and tells you, like he says, any other thing that's not written, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. they tell you should be backed up by the Word of God. That's and right. we have a responsibility to study it ourselves and make sure that it's exactly what they say is what's in the Bible. That's right. Yeah. And these yeah. these miracles that we see and, and read about in the in the Bible are so beautiful. Yeah. You know, but Ecclesiastes three eleven says he has made everything beautiful in its time. There was there was a time for these miracles. And the time has passed. The the time for the miracles was for them to prove that they were inspired men of God. You know, they what they said was always backed by these miracles, these mm. signs, yeah, to prove God. It was always to prove God's word to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone, like Tom, if if I come to you and I say, well, God told me to tell you to do X, Y, Z. That's <laughs> not found in the Bible. What are you going to say? Prove it. I had a prove vision you, last night. Yeah, prove that you are from God. That's what yeah, they had that, to do. And that's really what what, what they did in, yeah. in that day. That's right. And, and 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 so we know that what they wrote. Yeah. Those who had those miraculous gifts and those miraculous powers. Uh, you you asked me a question earlier about uh, Romans or First uh, Corinthians. Uh, chapter 13. I was going to say we have about seven minutes left. (laughs) Okay. So do we have time to get into the crux of the matter? Uh, Probably not. It's up to you. Go ahead. You're the boss. You're the boss. If you want to put it off, we'll try it. No, go ahead and bring up... I just want to mention some things. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, The Apostle Paul is the writer of many of the New Testament books. Jesus personally selected him. He was staunch in his faith, in his beliefs, and they were wrong to start with. He thought Jesus was an imposter. Yeah, that's a good point. He held the clothes of the men who who beat Stephen to death, and Mm -hmm. Stephen was... A, a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's right. And and he was the first martyr that we have a record of, uh, and that and the Apostle Paul was privy to that, and 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 he took part in that. And yet his faith, his he, he had such a strong 
courage and, and devotion to his faith at that time, which was wrong, that Jesus apparently saw something in him that was important and chose him to be an apostle. And he has written uh, most of the New Testament in mm -hmm. all reality. And so he wrote a, ch a letter to the ch Church of Christ in, in Corinth. And in chapters 12, 13, and 14, uh, he uh, discusses at length the spiritual gifts existing in the early church. So spiritual gifts that were given to Christians by the laying on of the apostles' hands. And, and so those spiritual gifts are dealt with in those three chapters. Well, many people will recognize what's talked about in chapter 13, the one in the middle there. 12, 13, and 14. The reason he spent so much time on love in that chapter, there is a reason. And if we had seven minutes when I started, we're going to run out of time. So we may have to, we may have to give it the, the continued next week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but the thing that we need to realize is that those Christians, let me just read uh, verses 8 through 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Yeah, go ahead. And we'll see the spiritual gifts that were given to Christians in that day. Now, the reason they were given these gifts is because the Word of God had not reached its completed state yet. It was still in the process of being written. Was it 12 or 13? Thir I'm just going to read chapter 12 right now. Okay. okay. Chapter 12. Because I want to show the gifts that were given to Christians. Yeah, which verse? And, and then we'll... Uh, verses 8 through 11. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Where the Apostle Paul says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another uh, the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And so these gifts were supernatural gifts mm -hmm. at that time, given to Christians by the laying on of the apostles' hands on them for a purpose. It was for the, for the work that needed to be done. Now the problem that they had was that they were uh, using those gifts inappropriately. They were bragging about, almost like children. Yeah. My spiritual gift is better than yeah. your spiritual gift. And so he dealt with that in, in chapter 13. Yeah. And he said, those gifts are doing you no good at all if you don't yeah. have love. Yeah. Amen. And so he... But there's something explained in chapter 13 that is highly misunderstood understood by many. Okay. And we'll probably have to put that off until next week. <laughs> I think we should because it's, could it's a really good discussion. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's and something I, that... I think that it would so we got a longer. little teaser. So, yep. so, so, <laughs> so we would like to encourage everyone to tune in. Well, I would just encourage everyone, um, go ahead and read um, this week. Um, you know, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the whole chapter. And, and even and, read chapters 12 through 14 12, because they yeah, all deal through with those 14. spiritual gifts. And I yeah. would say focus on... Uh, on First Corinthians thirteen ten, you know, right around there mm -hmm. um, is kind of what we're. Mm -hmm. That's our teaser. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, what we're gonna hit. Next that's what week. we're gonna hit next week, and we could do do that. And uh, but I would like to just point. Yeah, go ahead. One, one stress one thing. Keep in mind, these are the things that those Christians were given in that day. 
because they needed them due to the fact that the word of God had not reached its completed state. Yeah, absolutely. Was very Amen important. to that. We have it today. We don't have those same spiritual gifts today. Yeah. Those were supernatural things. Yeah. We have things. The providence to, of God. The providence of God. There mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. That's right. And, and you know, that, I think it's one of the biggest misunderstandings, uh, to, of miracles and, and, and things like that. And I will say, too, if there's something that you would like us to discuss next week, um, because this is a difficult topic, send us a, an email. You know, truth in agape love. Oh, hold on. I got to look at it. At gmail.com. Yeah, truth in agape love at gmail.com. Um, or send us a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear your questions and answer your questions. We don't have to do it on air. We, we can do it, you know, uh, just by email, or, or we can call you. We'd love to visit with you if you need, if you'd like to discuss it. But if you have any questions or any things that you'd want us to cover in our next podcast, we'd we'd love to hear from you. So absolutely, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Oh yeah, tonight. it's it's been Thanks fun, for showing and, up. and uh, I think it's one of the fastest hours of of media, right? <laughs> yeah. That you might say that uh, it's amazing how how quick the time goes, and so we appreciate uh, you joining. Also, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with your your friends and and those that might enjoy it as well and make sure you hit the uh subscribe button in your podcast and that way you'll uh be notified once there's a new episode so thank you everyone and thank uh tom and david for being here today and, and we will see you next week you're welcome thank you